Hi, this is Corey Turner. And along with my wife, Simone, we are the senior pastors of Numa Church. I wanted to thank you for listening to our podcast today. You're about to hear a message from one of our team that we pray builds your faith and empowers you to follow Jesus more closely. Enjoy the message. Why don't you turn with me to 2 Samuel chapter 5. Thank you so much, Joel. How many of you just appreciate the worship ministry of this church? Pastor Joel, you're doing an amazing job. We thank you. Uh, 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17, we're going to read a story about King David. The Bible says in verse 17, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. But David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. Now the Philistines had come and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. And David came to Baal Perazim. And David defeated them there. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies before me like a breaking flood. Therefore, the name of that place is called Baal Perazim. The Philistines left their idols there and David and his men carried them away. I want to speak to you today on the subject, how to break through. How to break through. The book of legends is a collection of Hebrew Jewish stories based upon the Talmud and Midrash. It's centuries old And on page 202, there is the story of a great prayer warrior, a great uh, prayer and prophetic sage named Honi. And he was in first century BC when he prayed a prayer that broke through a severe drought that was impacting all of Israel and was threatening to wipe out a generation of Hebrews. It hadn't rained for over a year. And so Honi came and he prayed. He drew a circle around himself And he declared out loud publicly in prayer, Lord of the universe, I will not move from this circle until you've shown mercy to your children. And as he began to persist in prayer, miraculously raindrops began to fall from the heavens, which hadn't happened for over a year. And pretty soon those raindrops turned into a torrential downpour, filling cisterns and pits, resulted in flash flooding all over the place. And as Honey began to pray further. The rain started to calm and it rained peacefully. And since then, for generations since, the legend of the circle maker has inspired people to pray circles around their greatest needs and believe God for breakthrough in their own personal lives. No matter who you are or where you come from today, All of us at some point will face a problem where we need supernatural breakthrough in our lives. And in fact, you could be facing something right now in your life, whereas you're here, you're saying, God, I need you to break through. It could be a healing breakthrough. It could be a provision breakthrough. It could be a salvation of a loved one breakthrough. It could be a ministry breakthrough. It could be something to do with reconciliation in a relationship where 
there is conflict and you need to repair that relationship. I really believe that the next 21 days of consecration, a season of prayer and fasting, God is giving to us an invitation to not only draw closer to Him, but to see supernatural breakthrough in every single one of our lives and in our city and in this church over the course of 2022. And in 2 Samuel chapter 5, David needs a breakthrough. He has just been anointed king of Israel. He has spent all of his life being prepared for this moment. The last 13 years of his life, he's been on the run and from King Saul, his predecessor. He's honoured God. He's fought the lion. He's fought the bear as a shepherd boy. He's done everything that he needs to do to prepare. And the moment he gets anointed and commissioned and ordained as the new king, all of a sudden he faces a problem. And in verse 17, we read what the problem is. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, all the Philistines, the entire army of the Philistines, Israel's enemies, were mobilized to come out and search for David and not congratulate him, but to kill him. One of the principles that we learn straight away from this passage is whom God anoints, Satan attacks. You see, God's anointing always attracts demonic opposition. In the Old Testament, God's anointing was given to a select few, prophets, priests, and kings. And as you read the Old Testament, you encounter and discover the truth that resistance always comes against God's people, God's men and women, when He calls them, anoints them, and fills them with purpose to fulfill in the earth. There is always resistance. Fast forward to the New Testament and we're reading 1 John 2.20 where every single believer in Jesus is anointed by the Holy One, meaning the person and power of the Holy Spirit dwells and resides in you. If you're a follower of Jesus, a believer in Jesus, you carry the anointing. It's not just the person with the microphone on the platform. Every single believer has an anointing by God because you love Jesus, you follow Him, you believe in Him. So therefore, whom God anoints, Satan attacks. Don't be surprised if the enemy has been attacking you. Don't be surprised if resistance has been coming against you. Don't be surprised at the fiery trial as if something strange were happening to you. But James says to rejoice. That's counterintuitive, it's countercultural, it's counterlogic. And yet, why would the Bible say rejoice? Because the, the sign of uh, resistance is the sign of imminent breakthrough. Often, before your greatest breakthroughs, you'll encounter your greatest resistance. Before every significant breakthrough in my personal life, in my ministry, there, was, there has always come incredible resistance. The issue is, how do you respond? What do you do when resistance comes against you? We have got to follow David's example today in this story. We've got to run to the stronghold of prayer because this is what David did. When he heard of the attack coming against him, when he heard of the resistance, the Bible says in verse 17, he went down to the stronghold. Now, in this context, the stronghold, the word stronghold is different to the New Testament, which speaks about the stronghold of wrong thinking in our mind where there's deception, 
and spiritual blindness. In this context, it's in a positive sense. And stronghold speaks of a fortified place of security and survival. I want to ask you today, what's the stronghold you run to when resistance comes against you? Because some people run to the stronghold of Netflix when problems surface and resistance comes. And Netflix isn't necessarily a bad thing, but have you discovered that after you watch the movie, your problem's still there? And you escape for a few moments and you sort of distract yourself and you get lost in another land, another world, but you come out of that experience, out of the movie or the TV show, and the problems are still there. The challenges are still there. Some people take it a step further and they may run to the stronghold of addictive substances. And for some people, alcohol or drugs or prescription medication may be their escape. It may be what they run to to try and find a sense of relief. Other people run to the stronghold of lust where they want to feel good about themselves and they want to escape the pain of their situation so they look to satisfy their basic uh, physical instincts and so they run to that stronghold. Other people run to the stronghold of, you know, sort of self-isolating or maybe to friends or parties or whatever it is. And some of these things aren't bad, but I just want to tell you today, there is no stronghold like the stronghold of God's presence. <laughs> There's no security. There's no place of survival like the, the stronghold of prayer. You see, when you pray, you prophesy to your problem. When you pray, you prophesy to your future and to the situation that you're facing. And prayer, the Bible teaches, can take many different forms. And over the next 21 days in the course of this year, you may engage and participate in these different forms of prayer. Firstly, the Bible teaches us that there is petition prayer. This is where we ask and request God for things in our life. Asking God for things is not a bad thing. And at the end of this message, we're in fact going to do that. But petition prayer is only one aspect of prayer. There's thanksgiving prayer. It's where we offer up prayers of gratitude to God for His faithfulness, His loving kindness, His grace, His mercy, His power, His love. We, we begin to look at all the different facets of God's nature and we articulate that in prayers of thanksgiving. The Bible says, enter His gates with thanksgiving and enter His courts with praise. This is one of the reasons why as we begin our service, us. We pray and we pray in expectation, thanksgiving, but then we worship. We worship, we praise, and we offer up thanksgiving to who God is. We're entering into His presence with thanksgiving. Another form of prayer is intercession. This is where we are praying on behalf of another for their particular situation or praying on behalf of ourselves for a particular situation. There's also prayer speaking in tongues where we participate in our heavenly language out of the overflow of the Holy Spirit residing inside of us. Our natural mind and our native tongue may not be able to articulate or understand what it is that we need to pray for in any given situation. But as we speak our heavenly language and pray in tongues, we're partnering with the wonderful counsellor, the, the, the almighty empower of the Holy Spirit to speak into and minister to the situation at hand. Now, it's important you understand there is a difference between praying for something and praying through something. 
You can pray for your food at mealtime and offer up thanksgiving, and that's a good thing. But how many of us know that can become like a token prayer? Thank you, Jesus. Somehow sanctify this junk food to my body in Jesus' name. Amen. All right? We can offer up a token prayer. You can pray for things, but praying through takes on a different quality. Praying through is about consistency. It's the relentless pursuit day in and day out of praying for breakthrough in a particular area and refusing to let God go until you see the breakthrough. That's praying through. Praying through is all about the intensity of the quality of faith you bring to the prayer, not just the quantity of time you give to the prayer. Sometimes we think God is more impressed with how long we pray than the prayers that we pray. But I want to encourage you, God already knows what you need before you ask Him. What He's looking for is that you would offer up an honest confession of faith and, and bring an intensity and a quality and passion to your prayers that lets God know, I love you, I trust you, I believe in you, I don't understand what's going on, but I'm going to trust you in all of my circumstances and I'm going to believe that you are going to align and straighten the crooked paths of my life. And so there is an intensity. Praying through is also about sacrifice. And this is where fasting comes in. Talk, not talking about fasting, you know, uh, just uh, social media or things. That, that, that may help you, uh, particularly in this season, that may help you. And uh, over the last four weeks, I've tried to disconnect a little from all that world because you just need to detoxify your mind, detoxify your spirit. There's a lot of negativity around in the world at the moment. I need to feed on the word of life. I need to pray through some things and not just simply pray for my meals at dinner time. And so when we speak of prayer and fasting, you need to understand it is the nuclear bomb of breakthrough in the kingdom of God. I've done two 21 days uh, seasons of prayer and fasting. I've fasted and prayed in other ways in different seasons of my life. But each time I participated in that consecration season, I saw God show up in my life and do things that never would have happened if I hadn't have sacrificed. If I hadn't have participated in it, my whole ministry world was transformed by a season of prayer and fasting. My relational world, my financial future, everything has shifted in a season of prayer and fasting. If you want to go somewhere in God you've never been, you've got to do something you've never done. And if you haven't ever taken up the invitation and the challenge of prayer and fasting, can I invite you, maybe albeit baby steps, but let's begin together in 2022. Let's see God do something in our lives this year we've never seen before because we didn't just pray for something, we prayed through something and we brought a relentless, consistent pursuit of quality, sacrificial prayer that saw God move in our lives in a powerful way. Way The Bible records, if we don't pray as God's people, God often doesn't move. It's not that He can't move, He's sovereign, He's all-powerful, but He limits His intervention often in our lives to our intercession or lack of. He limits His involvement, even though He is sovereign and He can do whatever He wants. 
He is committed to partnership with you and I as His created uh, uh, image bearers, made in His likeness, made in His image. God just doesn't, God can just transform everything in our city right now with a blink of His eyeball, with a word, one word from His mouth. He said, let there be light, and the sun came into existence. He can trans, but He is committed to doing the journey with you and I. He wants to involve you in your miracle. He wants you to be a part of your breakthrough. He wants us to be a part of the solution to the problems that we face in our lives. And so we've got to be proactive. We've got to run to the stronghold of prayer. And so every Wednesday night, prayer power, the next 21 days, let's come and gather together at 7 p.m. Let's run to the stronghold of prayer. Every morning, when it's time to have devotions or 7 a.m. prayer meetings here at City, let's run, let's even commit to once a week, twice a week, whatever you can do to run to the stronghold of prayer. Let's break out of the lethargy of the season that we've been in. Let's wake up from our spiritual slumber and let's contend in the stronghold of prayer for God to really move powerfully in our lives. One of the obstacles to breakthrough prayer is that we tend to elevate the size of the problem over the fullness of God's promise. And it's something that is not foreign to any of us. We all do this from time to time. And David was at risk of potentially doing this in his own life. Here he is, he's anointed king. The Philistine army, the enemies of Israel, hears of it. They come out to search for David. David runs to the stronghold of prayer And in verse 18, we read, the Philistines, the entire army, had come and spread out in the valley of Rephaim. Now, literally translated through, it means the valley of titans or the valley of mighty giants. Has anyone ever felt like they've been in a valley of titans, a valley of mighty giants? Maybe the last two years have felt like you've been in a valley of titans and giants. To be honest with you, uh, the last two years, Uh, our journey here in Melbourne really exhausted my energy to pray. And part of the reason is, is because I prayed so hard with very little tangible results or outcomes that the best I could offer towards the end of last year was, Jesus, would you please help? Has anyone like ever been there? Jesus, help? Like, it'd be nice for you to show up about now and actually show that strong arm of yours and actually help in this situation because we're facing some things here. I'm not sure whether you're aware or not, but it'd be nice for you to just show up and just let us know it's all going to be okay. Has anyone else ever been there or am I the only unspiritual pastor in the room? Real talk, all of us face these things and for me, the last few months of last year in the thick of, you know, lockdown 27.0, um, I was so overwhelmed by the size of the problems that we we're facing that it really got to me. I ended up crawling into bed and for a few hours just had my own little pity party. Have you ever done that? Just, you know, feeling sorry for yourself, complaining about everything and just, you know, the problem is so big. And, and as I began to sort of get deeper and deeper spiral down into this pit of despair, I began to remember, hang on a second, but God, you prophesied over me and you prophesied over this church of what was going to happen. You, you, your word says all the promises of God are yes and amen. 
And I began to recall the, the promises in God's Word, the things that I've known all along but got lost got sort of, you know, microscopic in the face of the telescopic problem that I was facing in my life. And so I decided, hey, this isn't working for me. This is not going to help. So I turned my pity party into a praise party and I crawled out of bed. I turned on some worship music. I got the Word of God in front of me and I began to draw circles around God's promises and I began to pray those promises through until the size of the promise became greater in my mind and heart than the size of the problem. Whatever problem you're facing right now in your life, there is a promise in God's Word that you need to go and focus on and meditate upon. You need to actually circle and pray through until that promise becomes so big in your mind and in your heart, it overwhelms the problems that you face. Never become more impressed with your problem than you do with the significance of God's promise in your life. When you face an intimidating problem, you've got to move from problem solving to prayer solving. You say, what are you talking about? Well, problem solving implies that you alone are working on it, that you're using natural energy. And yes, God gives us a brain to use to solve problems. But so many of us immediately default to solving problems on our own. Prayer solving implies you and God are working together on the problem that you're facing. And this is what David did. He has a problem. It's intimidating. What does he do? He goes to prayer solving. Verse 19, David inquired of the Lord, shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you give them into my hand? He didn't presume to go up. He didn't presume that he knew best what to do. He asked God for the strategy. He asked God for the scenario, for the solution to the problem. To inquire means to ask for a difficult thing. Too many of us, I think, when it comes to our problems, try to work out our problems on our own. And then if we can't work it out, we go to the panic button of prayer. And as a last resort, we say, oh God, would, would you mind helping out? All the while, while we've been facing this problem that God knew ahead of time we were going to face, He's waiting going, I'm here to help. I've got solutions. I've got scenarios. Hey, you could, but I'll, I'll let you, because He's a gentleman. He doesn't force Himself on you. I'll let you just do what you do, run around, you know, like a little temper tanty, immature little kid that runs around, thinks they know best until they bump into a head, into, into a wall, bump into a head, bump into a wall, and they're like, mommy, daddy. And often God allows that because we're his kids. And even in our edu sophisticated education and all of our intellect and knowledge and information, he lets us still run around, tire ourselves out. Till we finally work out, God, what should I do? Rather than prayer being your last resort, let's turn it into our first response. We have a cultural value in this church. Prayer fuels power. It's where we ask the question, have you prayed about it? Often we complain about it, often we gossip about it, often we talk about it, but the Lord's coming to us in this season saying, begin 2022 by praying about it. And as we pray about it, God will honour that bold inquiry. 
bold prayers honour God and God honours bold prayers. Why? Because it speaks of faith. Prayers that don't require divine intervention generally don't attract God's attention. It's because of Hebrews 11.6. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. What David's inquiry of God revealed is that he knew who his source was. He was dependent upon God because he knew that God was the source and the bringer of breakthrough. Who do you look to when you need breakthrough? What prayers you pray when your back is up against the wall says a lot about what you believe about your source. You see, in the process of prayer solving, God began to speak to David. He answered him with a strategy. He said in verse 19, Go up, for I will certainly give the Philistines into your hand. There is no word by accident in the Word of God. He said, certainly. I will certainly. I want to tell you there are things that God wants to certainly do in your life in 2022. But you've got to know the strategy. You've got to know the Word. And God speaks to us, the Bible reveals, in lots of different ways. One of the ways, primary ways He speaks to us is simply by us reading His Word. I'd encourage you, grab your Bible, open it every single day of your life. Inhale the Word every day and exhale in prayer every day and you'll stay alive as a believer. God has given the believer a breathing mechanism in every single area of your life, in your spirit. It's called inhale the Word and exhale in prayer. And as you inhale, there'll be an aha moment where the light bulb will go on and you'll see something in the text that will speak exactly to your situation. It's a primary way God speaks. And there are all sorts of apps and things that we can help you with in a Bible reading plan to set up your devotional life as a consistent part of your everyday. Not only that though, but God speaks to us through the prophetic word. This is a divinely spoken word that God speaks through someone into our lives. And this is why you need to be planted in a community of faith. This is why you need to be a part of a life group. This is why you need to actually begin to develop relationships within the local church where you build trusted relationships where people can actually speak God's Word into your heart and into your life. God does not want us to do this journey of faith alone. Let's not do it alone this year. I think we've done enough alone and, and I think we've done enough isolation. We need to do some things together. And it may be for you, that's just, you know, one friend that makes all the difference. For others of you, more extroverted, you love being around a whole lot of people. Whatever it looks like for you and your personality, let's not do life alone in 2022. Let's join a life group. Let's be a part of a community because it's then that we position ourselves to hear the voice of God through others. If you could live your life on your own, with your own revelation, God wouldn't have put you in a spiritual family. The Bible says He puts the isolated into homes. And one of the reasons is, and one of the reasons why, even those who may be prophetically gifted, 
can't always hear for themselves is because God does not want us to be self-governing agents who come up with our own revelation. He wants us to be a part of a family and a community of faith where others speak into our lives because I need to hear God through you as much as you need to hear God through me. Another way that God speaks is through impressions in your spirit where you start to feel a peace in your heart about a course of action. Or maybe you feel a burden, maybe a restlessness about something going on in someone's life. And so that could be God's prompting you to pray, to reach out to them. Ever had someone's name or face just continually on your mind? And it's like day two, day three, and you're like, why am I thinking about this? Could it be that God's speaking to you to say, hey, reach out to them. Let them know that you're praying for them. They may need your help. Another way that God speaks is through inspired thoughts or words of knowledge where He plants a seed of supernatural information in your mind and in your heart that you didn't learn in a textbook. No one taught you it, but God gives it to you. And it's knowledge about a particular situation that is inspired by the Holy Spirit. What did David do when he got the Word? He obeyed the Word. The Bible said, And David came to Baal Perazim, and David defeated them there. I want to say to you, if you want breakthrough in 2022, once God speaks to you, obey what God told you to do. It's simple. It's profound. I wish it was more complex than that because humans love complexity. But no, it's very simple. God spoke. David obeyed. God brought the breakthrough. When Israel marched around Jericho for seven days, on the final day, they shouted and the walls fell flat. It wasn't brute force that conquered Jericho. It wasn't even the marching and shouting. So it's useless to try and make a doctrine out of marching and shouting because that's not going to change anything if God didn't tell you to do it. What conquered Jericho was their obedience. Because what obedience does is it tells God, I believe you and your word. I trust you that your word is true. Breakthrough is not complicated. It begins with prayer, facilitated by God's word and completed by your obedience. I'll say that again. It's not complicated. It begins with prayer. It's facilitated by God's word and it's completed by your obedience. 1 Samuel 15, 22 says, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. What's he saying? He's saying practically, tangibly for us in our context as we begin the next 21 days, let us not just be thinking about what we're gonna sacrifice or how we're gonna pray, but let's be asking God to prepare our hearts to obey whatever God tells us to do. Have you discovered sometimes we do the praying bit, we do the listening bit, but the obeying bit is a little bit harder. But if you would obey 10% of what God says to you, you'll reap a reward and see more fruitfulness and profit in your life and in your ministry in 2022 than if you simply listen, but don't obey. We don't just hear the word, we do the word. We listen to what God says and we obey. And David declared after that breakthrough, he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies like a breaking flood. Significant phrase. Therefore, the name of that place is called Baal Perazim. What does that mean? 
Lord of the breakthrough. David was defining his breakthrough. He was giving praise to God. He wasn't just praying through, he was praising through. He was defining his breakthrough. And one of the first steps to breakthrough is to define it. What is your Baal Perizim the next 21 days? What are you believing God for? This consecration season will come and go. But if you don't know what it is that you're contending for, praying for, you won't have a compelling reason, a definable why to keep going when it becomes hard, when it becomes difficult. I think most of us don't get breakthrough because we don't really know what we want from God. And we're like, well, God, you're omniscient, you're all-knowing, so you should know already what I need. God, you're omnipotent, you're all-powerful, so you can do something if you want to. God, you're omnipresent, you're everywhere present, so you're with me in this situation. Surely you can work it out. And yet the Bible records two blind men with a real issue, a real need, real blindness. And they cry out to Jesus as he passes by Jericho and they say, Son of David, have mercy on us. And Jesus walks up to them and doesn't immediately heal them. He says, and um, what do you want me to do for you? Now, if I was one of those blind uh, chaps, I'd be like, well, are you blind, Jesus? Because it's pretty, you know, an Aussie sense of humour. It's pretty obvious. It's pretty clear what we want from you. But what was Jesus doing? He was calling them and inviting them to verbalise their desire. He wanted them to define their breakthrough. Why? Because faith doesn't operate in a vacuum. It's the substance of things, specific things hoped for. The conviction of things, specific things not seen. I can't see it in the natural, but I have faith to believe that this thing, this specific prayer request, I'm going to call those things that are not as if they were, and I'm going to believe that it's going to become a tangible reality. What are the things that you're believing for in 2022? I want to invite you over the next 21 days to spell it out. Draw a circle around it. Pray it through until you see the breakthrough. God spoke a word to us as a church late last year. Make no small plans in 2022. I want to ask you, have you made your big plans yet for 2022? Have you actually stopped and reflected? Or is just 2022 going to be, in some ways, hopefully not, a repeat of 2021? What is this year going to hold for you? You are partner to the miracle of breakthrough in your life. This consecration season is about consecrating your mind and your heart to God and in the process committing the plans that God scripts upon your heart to Him. And the Bible says they will meet with success. How do you break through? You firstly run to the stronghold of prayer. You focus on God's promise, not the problem. You move from problem solving to prayer solving. You obey what God tells you to do and you define your breakthrough. You define what it is that you say, God, this year, I may not have all the pieces to the puzzle, but for the next 21 days, I'm contending that 2022 will be marked by the breakthrough in this area. Over the last few days, I've been preparing my heart as I've been preparing this message God, what is it 
that's on your heart. Not, Lord, I've got all these great plans and all these great goals. God, what are the goals, what are the plans that you have for us, that you have for me? And I've circled in my journal around that prayer and I'm believing that like that great prayer sage, Lord, would you have mercy on your children in this generation? Would this prayer become a reality in 2022? The Bible shows us at the end of this story after David's breakthrough that the Philistine army, they left all of their false gods, their man-made idols littered across the battlefield as if to say, Our gods are no match for the Lord of the breakthrough. The interesting fact about this is that several chapters before in 1 Samuel, it was the Philistines that after a battle with Israel, when Israel had forgotten who their God was, the Philistines carried away the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God, until finally the presence of God became so strong in their camp that they couldn't compete with the fruit and the signs of the presence of God in the camp and they sent the presence of God back to the nation of Israel. Here is David, the anointed king in the face of an intimidating problem. Now the Lord of the breakthrough has come and conquered the uh, enemies of Israel. Now all of David and his men carry away these lifeless idols, these man-made gods. And the Bible says in First Chronicles that they burned them to ash. I am believing in the next 21 days that whatever lifeless man-made idols that we have created, false strongholds in our lives, that they'll be burnt to ash before the Lord of the breakthrough. I declare Baal Perizim over this church, over your life, over your finances, over your health, over your future. 2022 is a year of breakthrough in the name of Jesus over your ministry, over this house. You've lived in the wilderness and the wasteland long enough and the Lord sent me to tell you He is the Lord of the breakthrough and this is a year where we're gonna circle, not circle the wagons, we're gonna circle that prayer request and we're gonna contend relentlessly until God brings a breakthrough and we're gonna praise Him every step of the way. Thank you for joining us for this message today. We don't assume that every person listening has a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And so today, we invite you to begin following Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The Bible teaches that every one of us has been created for a relationship with God. Sin has separated us from that relationship, but God loved us so much that He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus lived, died, and rose again conquering sin, Satan, and death itself. If we believe in our hearts that God has raised Jesus from the dead and we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. So if you are ready to pray in faith, turning away from your sin and believing in Jesus for your salvation, please pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God and I ask you to forgive me and cleanse my heart from all of my sin. I receive by faith the free gift of eternal life, and I ask that you would fill me with the Holy Spirit. I thank you that I am born again as a child of God and that you have made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to know and help connect you to a local church in your area. 
you can contact us on our website, numa.church. Thank you for listening.